Four filthy casuals. Five filthy casuals. Hi everyone and welcome to Flashpoint episode 125. Recorded Sunday, June 25th. All that's spooky, 125, June 25th. I'm your host, David Holloway, and joining me is a man who has just spent six weeks in airport toilet cubicles. How are you, Simon? I'm good. I'm still trying to work out what the uh, about the the cubicles in Changi. They just have these foot baths in there. It's just. <laughs> I, I, I like the flush, the the sort of the waterfall thing they've got going. But you know, my, I'm not sure that my my feet have gotten all kind of the, the, the toenails have got kind of cracked and yellow. I don't know what's going on there. Oh, it's even I've done enough travelling to find that funny. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Talk about folks, be thankful. <laughs> oh, nice comeback, Simon. Uh, and we also have a man who puts the odd in podcast. How are you, Ben? Mate, I don't only put the odd in podcast. I've been on that many podcasts lately, and I've got another couple to come up this week. Jesus Christ. I think I'm being a bit of a podcast whore. Are you, are you getting burnt out, though? I find if I do more than two a month, I get burnt um, out. <laughs> no, no, I'm not getting burnt out. I've just, um, well, maybe after tomorrow I will because I'll be doing three within 24 hours of one another. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm actually been really enjoying it. Um, for those that don't know or don't follow me on Twitter, I've been joined by a bunch of other members in the uh, AGBN. Uh, so that's the Austral Asian Gaming Podcast Network. Um, where, where, where are they on Twitter? AGP Network on yeah. Twitter. Um, yeah, so that's like all the Australian gaming podcasts that you can find. Uh, there's a whole bunch of us. So we've all got together and we've created a new podcast. We're calling it Super Hype Train. Uh, we've done the first two episodes now. They're about E3. Uh, tomorrow night we're doing one about Shadows of War, which is the Shadow of Mordor sequel. And, um, yeah, so it's been pretty good pretty good things there's lots of different opinions and yeah it's it's nice to get out there and talk to amongst the gaming community that is in australia hmm no very yeah, nice it's been good um well there you go 125 i, I think we're done i oh, know we better talk about some stuff oh do we ah oh, crap yeah um oh, I, I one stage today i did a debate looking up how many episodes because i reckon simon you must be getting very close if not have already hit 100 episodes and Ben would have to be getting close to the 25 or 30. But it's a thought that counts. I didn't actually count them up today. Well, I, I know I, my first episode was 101. Oh, there you go. 101. Oh. So that's... you're nearly 25? It's, it's, it's an easy one to remember. Yeah. I, I would have thought everything would just be one big blur for you. Being <laughs> that big. Has, well, yeah. you know, they say time travels fast when you're having fun. So, this has been taking a really long time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way. All right. Well, it is good to be back. It is a bit longer um, since the last episode because of getting us all in the same uh, Skype channel, but we're back. Skype zone. Yeah, time <laughs> zone, all that. So, let's do the usual and talk about what we've been playing. Um, Simon, I just love your list this time. So, run us through what you've been playing over the last five weeks. Uh, just just before we do, uh, can I just say I, I miss time zone? <laughs> I really do miss time zone. Anyway, uh, Solitaire, <laughs> Minesweeper, and Stardew Valley. Yes, I didn't really have a very capable PC with me. 
which is just as well, considering the number of times I had to have the damn thing x-rayed. I'm pretty sure everything I took with me is now glowing. It's phosphorescent. <laughs> God, I'm sick of security. Yeah. But God, at least you could play Stardew Valley. Yes, yes. It was my, my little oasis, my little 8-bit oasis in a, in a IRL nightmare. So it's been good. I've, I've enjoyed it, considering that was something I was supposed to play quite a while ago. That's, yeah, that seems like a fair time estimate of it. Yeah. I, 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 really, I really am enjoying it. It is, it is a bit uh, grindy, but it's got enough, enough little textural pieces in there with the going into town and going, uh, going and uh, doing the RPG elements and, and smacking things and then going back to your farm and smacking the plants and then you go to a dungeon, smack something else, go into town and smack the people around. It's good. It's good. There's a lot of smacking. <laughs> it sounds like it. Um, also, uh, I like the fact that it's got very shallow social interaction, which, again, is very much the way I operate IRL. So uh, that's cool. I, I'm comfortable with that. I like yes. it. Um, but yeah, look, so, and a, you know, a huge kudos for actually doing your part of the gaming challenge. So that, that's good. Eventually. Eventually. Um, and also just a retrospective apology. I just realized I've been sitting here in my room with my little fan heater running. So you might find my, I'm sounding a little bit quieter in the background now. So apologies, Wonder what, everyone. What? So I'd rather freeze than have my, our audience suffer through background noise. Ah. Um, Minesweeper, I just got to ask a quick question about Minesweeper of all things. Has it held up over time, Simon? I suppose it's, it, has. it has. It has, David. It's still a gaming classic. There you go. Would you consider it an eSport now? Mm. No, but it should be. It should be, shouldn't it? Yeah, I, I think mm. you need at least an elite yep. to be playing something like that. Because yep. you, you need to be fast. You also need mm-hmm. better fingers than this. That's <laughs> <laughs> not sound good. I don't know what's going on. It's the microphone's fault. That's right. Clearly. Is. And Ben, um, you've got a slightly larger list. Yeah. Uh, the joys of doing streaming again, I guess. I, I, I very much get back out there and play games again. Um, Heroes of the Storm, I've been getting back into that. It's more... Um, been playing that with the... AGPN guys from um, a, a couple of NPCs. Um, that's been really a lot of fun. We play that a little bit. Uh, Overwatch, been playing that with some friends again. Um, I actually did jump into Destiny for all of about two hours one afternoon, but that's about it. Um, and now I'm considering, given the updates that I've seen, that uh, maybe I need to get back in there and just finish a few challenges to make sure I've got all those... Uh, things to carry with me to Destiny 2. Hmm. Um, well, emblems are all be able to carry, so yeah, you probably should. Yeah, I've got all, all of them bar one ah. already, so I'm pretty much halfway there. Um, well, more than halfway there, 90% there. Uh, so yeah, uh, I've been playing lots of Overwatch, uh, Heroes of Storm. Uh, let's see, I platinumed Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, no. That is a game that even if you just finish the story missions in that game, um, definitely worthwhile finishing just from a gameplay perspective. Um, I have some issues with the story content in it, and basically my problem is every hero needs a great villain. 
And the problem with Horizon Zero Dawn is you don't see... You, you see the villain, a glimpse of the villain at, towards the end of the first act, and then for the entire second act, the villain is non-existent. This is, is Gargamel, no motivation. Yeah? yeah, Gargamel in Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Um, yeah, you basically described any Far, um, far Cry game. They, they only have, yeah. the, have the villain for the opening act, and then they bugger off. Yeah, well, that's the thing. This is the this is it's it's storytelling one hundred and one. You have a hero, you need a great villain. Um, it's just in my head. That's like Batman has the Joker, Luke Skywalker has Darth Vader, so on and so on. You have those villain characters returning in the second act. They might not be having direct interactions with the hero, but there needs to be some sort of motivator for as a player to be going after to continue the story. Um, and I think that's what lets Horizon Zero down, Zero Dawn down um, as a game. Um, otherwise, I think the game's fantastic. If they fix that fix that story issue up, it'd be a near perfect game. Well, just um, a, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, well, it's, it still shits all over Destiny when it comes to story, but <laughs> you know, it's just that's one thing that's really bugged me. And I've been I've talked to a few people, and they've got, oh yeah, I had noticed that. Now that you mention it, yeah, and that's the thing is. Really great game. Just that one thing, it just let me down because I wondered why after I finished the first act when I first played it, I didn't have any of that drive to go back and finish the game. And that's why. Because there's no motivating factor after the first act to go to continue chasing that villain, Mm. to continue chasing the story, to beat the story. Um, Sorry to ramble on a little bit long, but I, I really wanted to get that point across. Yeah, yeah. Um... What else have we been playing? Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and Legend of the Zelda Breath of the Wild. I have borrowed a Switch off a friend, and given that I was actually traveling recently as well, I've been in Melbourne for the last couple of weeks for work, um, that was my only source of gaming. So, uh, yeah, had some fun on the Switch. I will say this for the Switch. uh, It is too small for my freakishly big hands. Um, My hands were cramping up quite frequently while playing it, so I could only play it for like half an hour at a time. Bugger. Um, maybe if I was had it plugged into a TV and I was using a pro controller or something like that, I wouldn't have the issue. But having it in its little handheld mode, um, my hands were too big for it. And especially playing Mario Kart, I just found my hands felt like they were cramping the whole time. Uh, and also been playing some more Injustice 2 um, just because it's a really good fighting game. And that's it. Nice. Yeah. Sorry I rambled on a bit. No, that's yeah. good. That's uh, what this podcast is about. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. It's our mission statement. Um, I've been playing still a little bit of Pokemon Go. A lot less WoW. I've just hit the wall with WoW, um, even though they've they've done a further patch update and there's more to do. I've just lost lost the interest. Um, lots of StarCraft 2 arcade mode. A, bit, a fair bit of Destiny, same reason as you mentioned, Ben, about they've made the changes where there's the age of, you know, picking up the emblems mm. and all that stuff. And I've got hell of a lot more than one to get. So, um, and I'm also just been trying to get my light level up to, as close to 400. So I've got a light level of 385 at the moment. I'm just enjoying oh, nice work. Pl- plotting through that. Um, and I'm, I'm playing as we speak. Here, see if I can... um, balls, B-A-L-L-Z. Is, is an iOS app, and I think it's an Android app as well. Simple as, got a Pong-like quality. You basically just uh, aim balls and knock off squares. Totally addictive. Uh, and sadly, a bit of Candy Crush again, which I'm ashamed to admit. Boo. Yeah, I know. 
It's a bit sad. God, you're a mobile gaming correspondent. What the hell? <laughs> oh, it's to... well, not really, but well, it's know. basically the whale swapped out for that. So just there's a little bit going on with work and study at the moment. So it's more you know snatching five or ten minutes here and there. So sadly, I can't believe you're supporting King. Yeah, well, there is that too. I'm not supporting. I've never given them a cent. I will happily wait the 75 hours to unlock an episode rather than give them a cent. Yeah, um, those evil bastards. Evil bastards. All right, so let, let's jump into our massive running sheet of, of issues and news to go through. Um, because we're a news-breaking podcast, I thought we might do something that most other podcasts won't have gotten onto, and that's E3. So let's talk a bit about E3, which, you know, only just wrapped up two weeks ago. <laughs> a little while ago, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, any highlights for you guys? A lot, of, a lot of coverage to drill through. There is. I got to be there honest. Um, yeah, start, you start, Ben. What, what were the two or three highlights for you and biggest disappointments? Well, okay, so probably highlights. Uh, I'll say one of my biggest highlights was uh, Anthem, because um, that game just looks fucking gorgeous. Um, I know. Joe's probably listening with his kids. He's like, why are you swearing? But there's no other way to describe that game. It is just unbelievably beautiful. It's everything that I wanted Destiny to be from what I've seen so far. Because, hey, it's still got time to develop and let me down. But um, graphic-wise and things like that, it's everything I wanted Mass Effect Andromeda to be. It just looks beautiful. And the the design aspects and from what we've seen so far of the gameplay, it it just screams to me on so many levels. It reminds me of like an anime mixed with an RPG mixed with an MNO. Um, it's just everything I I really enjoy all rolled into one big beautiful ball, and I love it. I just I can't wait for that game to come out. And so post March two thousand eighteen is the tip, isn't it, for release? Yeah, well, remember, this is the new Bioware game, and they said they were expecting this game at the end of this year. So I'd say first quarter, if not second quarter, next year at this stage. Um, But then again, first quarter next year is already starting to look very, very crowded because a lot of games have already moved into that spring, US spring release window, Um, especially considering the success that Windows had this year. I don't know. It, it could come out, yeah. I don't know when it'll come out, but yeah, 2018 at this stage. Mm. Um, other highlights, uh, Xbox One X. I'm actually keen on the console. I know a lot of people aren't, but I can see a reason why I would purchase one. Um, and I can understand why other people would purchase one, but it is going to be a very niche market. And even Phil Spencer has come out saying, this is a premium console. We're not expecting this to sell a hell of a lot of units. Um, we're, we're selling this as a premium device for those that want a premium device. Um, it was a bit then, like Windows Vista was a premium product. Yeah. Well, yeah, no. kind of. Uh, <laughs> it was never that. If you, if you want to call Vista premium. Um, but the other thing that I really look like the look of was... Um, the God of War game on for PS4. Um, 
I didn't. I never played God of War one, two, or three. But the new God of War, it. The, I think it's just the Norse mythology, and the aspect of, or the the chance to play with your son, as a offshoot character, and all this sort of thing that they're doing in that. I think, if I don't know something about the Norse mythology and having your son there with you, that kind of appeals to me. I don't know what it is, but there's just something about that combination that seems to work in my mind. Um, I'm really looking forward to playing that one next year when it comes out. And that's it. Excellent. That's my highlights. Simon, any ones for you? Um, I think there had to be a few. Despite the fact that I've gotten very jaded with E3 coverage, uh, not just this year, but just in general, and the uh, the lies, damn lies, and uh, in quotes, in-game footage, um, I've... I'd be surprised if any of them have been too terribly exaggerated, considering I think anyone who tries to pull the, the, the crap of um, doing the, the big glitzy trailer and then downgrading now is going to get publicly stoned at this point because I, I don't think the, it's good. I don't think we're going to stand for that anymore. The, the fallout's just too extreme. Um, having said that, and not knowing anything about the game because it was just purely a cinematic trailer, uh, I may have slightly peed myself with Beyond Good and Evil 2 being announced because Ubisoft have been dangling that in front of us for I don't know how long. If this game's successful, we might do Beyond Good and Evil 2. If that game's successful, we might... they've they've just had this thing out in front of us like a dead mouse in front of a cat. Mm. Uh, and it's, I mean, the trailer was just was hysterical. I loved it. So if the game if that represents the tone, even if it's not the look and feel, I'll be happy because I love the original Beyond Good and Evil. It was a great game. Still is. Uh, Anthem. Holy crap. That yeah. was, that was just, uh, that just looked amazing. Uh, again, I'm prepared that prepared for the reality that they are lying to me. Mm. Um, considering all of the, the preview stuff we saw for Destiny before it finally came out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all of the things that weren't in that game, and I'm not talking about story here, but I'm talking about being able to trade weapons and all of the all of the other stuff that they just pulled out because they just gutted that game, and I still haven't gotten over it. No, I really haven't. Sorry, but there it is. Uh, I'm still pissed off uh, about about that in general. Um, so prepared for to be disappointed with Anthem, but by Riker, you better believe there's a big pin in that one. Um, Spider-Man looked really impressive. I, it doesn't. I was expecting that to be full of quick-time events, but the Sony showing uh, that final trailer, it looks like it's. It looks like there's enough flexibility in there for you to feel like you're playing the character rather than just having to keep hitting X all the time. So it doesn't look like it's too cutie. Uh, and it's, speaking, it, it cutie. screams Batman Arkham series, though, to me. It does a bit, but yeah. I don't have a problem with that because that... no, neither do I. I'm just that's if I'm to compare for those that haven't seen the Spider-Man thing or want somebody to compare it to. That's a great uh, yeah, reference. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, hope if there's a if there's a PC port of the game, hopefully it won't be as horribly disappointing. Um, what else was there? Uh, yeah, God of War. Really like the look of that and uh, been reading up a, a bit on some of the interviews. Not going to be the QTE fest. Let's face it, the original God of War games were the ones that really popularized that, popularized that mechanic. 
but there's a lot less of that. And again, Sony didn't have much new to announce, uh, which isn't terribly surprising because they've blown their load in the previous two years. And really, they've now they've just got to play catch up. So all they can really do is announce DLC and expand on what they've already announced. Um, but yeah, quite really keen on seeing more of God of War because, as you say, Ben, that just looks it looks amazing. It's appealing, it, it isn't it? It's just something that just grabs you when you yeah. watch that trailer. Something um, really evocative about it. Mm. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's the beard or the fact that, I don't know, it's it speaks to the, the man, I guess, being that it's like a father and son combo. Uh, he's this big burly warrior guy going out to kill things and taking his son along. I, I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. But there's just something very something about that. It just clicks, and it. I every bloke I've spoken to about it, they're really excited for God of War. They think it looks fantastic. Um, every woman I've said, they're like, "Oh yeah, it looks pretty good." So yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a guy thing. I think that it, might... it just appeals to the men. Uh, very masculine sort of game, and I don't know, very testosterone driven. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it probably will appeal to a, a lot of guys, especially um, mm. especially young fathers, because yeah. the, there's the the whole thing of reconciling the man you were as opposed to the man you're becoming, and mm. what you need to represent to your child. Yeah, and that whole di- the emerging dynamic plays out. I mean. It's, that's territory that I'm probably never going to uh, step into, but I, mm. I can understand it. It, it, yeah. it does, on some kind of gut instinctive level, it does resonate. So maybe it is a still maybe a go game. Who knows? I don't want to um, mm. gender define the. Oh the no, whole. God no, no, I don't. But I'm just speaking from my experience of talking to other people about it. I don't yeah. want to gender bias at all. No, but I can understand it. Maybe speaking to mm. to one one group as opposed to another. Uh, so that well, looks- a, a similar one, and David, because you still have to go and bloody play it, um, Last of Us, you know, the, the, the way that speaks to a father-daughter connection. I mean, I don't have a daughter, and I don't ever plan on having children anytime soon, but I can still understand that connection that's presented in that story. Um, I, th- I think maybe it's a similar sort of thing, and this is a father-son sort of com- uh, connection that's mm. being presented before. Yeah, oh, the, the Last of Us. The, the, that um, that opening sequence, I felt like I'd been gut punched, and um, yeah, I, it's it's I, rough to watch. The least paternal person you're ever like come across. Yeah, I'm still looking for it. Still full price, but don't worry. Get a second hand copy. Yeah, oh, I will as soon as I see it anywhere for cheaper. I'll buy it. Um, yeah, cool. Um, I didn't have a lot to add beyond the Spider-Man one. Might be the first game I actually bother playing in that in that sort of superhero franchise since Marvel Heroes. Um, and then the other one was, um, even though it looks like more of the same, the Wolfenstein to the new Colossus, which, um, so the the latest game, which oh, has you running around America killing Nazis. Yep. I, I love the world they've created for that. It's been consistently good. Uh, I sh- also probably should mention a couple of other things very quickly. Um New Forza looks amazing, so yep. that's, that's given. Uh, the Metro Exodus, uh, really wasn't expecting that, but I love the other two games, and 
this looks like it could be pretty amazing. Player yeah, Unknown Battlegrounds coming to um, Xbox is oh, also... Oh, okay. And Sea of Thieves. I'm yes. really wanting to play that. We need to yes. stream that for the podcast. But just going back to your um, yeah, PUBG, uh, the Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Okay, because I do play it. I have played it on PC. I haven't played it recently, but I have played it. I've played it quite a bit of it. Uh, at least enough to know what I'm talking about when it comes to that game. But I have serious issues playing that game on PC because of lag, uh, the controls suck, the balance of the weapon sucks, um, but the game is so much fun. So I'm really, really, really hoping, because Microsoft has thrown some money at it to make it a console exclusive, at least for the time being, a console launch exclusive, Launch console exclusive? I don't, I don't know how they word it anymore. I can't keep track of... They said exclusive that many times, I, I can't keep up. Um, <laughs> but I really, really hope the funding that Microsoft will throw behind PUBG, that, that will make that game all the more better. Um, similar to what I assume Sony is going to do with H1Z1 King of the Kill, or H1Z1 in general. Yeah, well, someone's going to fix that. Even even though they sold the studio. Yeah, that's it. Cool. And any big disappointments, things that you're either expecting that didn't eventuate or just you thought sucked when you saw them? No, Aisha for Ubisoft. Although they did have the panda robot dancing thing, so that that sort of filled some of the hole in my heart. Oh, I've got a really big one. Really big disappointment. No Splinter Cell announcement. Ah, uh, yeah. Or Half Life Three. Time. Yeah, well, or Half Life Three. But you know, for, on, in terms of the Tom Clancy products, it's time. We've had the Division. We've had a Rainbow Six. We've had a Ghost Recon. It's time for a new Splinter Cell. I was really hoping for a Splinter Cell announcement. Hopefully, one next year, but. God, I was really looking forward to getting something Splinter Cell this year. Um, so that crushed me. Well, well, look, we'll have to see because Sony held a bunch of stuff back probably so they can have got something to reveal at the PlayStation experience. And we know for a fact that Microsoft are holding a couple of things back because they are really adamant these days about not announcing anything too early. So it it's, well, they they also do a show at Gamescom as well, so they might re- reveal something at Gamescom. But I'm not going to hold my breath for an Ubisoft uh, for a Splinter Cell at Gamescom. Um, no, I, I was really I hoping to see it on the Ubisoft stage. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! Um, uh, just one other thing. Uh, Sony's uh, little, uh, well, not really little, the the chunk of VR stuff they showed. Mm. Uh, yeah, I. I th- I think I'd play Skyrim VR if they can get the trend, the traversal. Oh, you mean yes. how, how, what else can we sell Skyrim on today? Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, not, it's not on the mobile platform yet, and David will let us know. Oh, soon. give it fucking time. <laughs> That's right. I'll let you know. And also, we oh have, my god, do we have an eight-bit version of Skyrim? Oh, there's yes, there's a Switch version of Skyrim coming where you can put your amiibos on the your Zelda amiibo on the Switch. And you'll get the Master Sword in Skyrim. It's just stop selling Skyrim. Make a new game. I'm sick of no one. I didn't like Skyrim anyway. They can't make a new game because they've only just released the uh, the DLC for for Elder Scrolls Online. That's true. Yeah, I'm just yeah. 
I just yeah, it's like what else can we sell Skyrim on today? I, I saw Skyrim Monopoly today at the shops and I was like, Oh my <laughs> god, seriously? I can't play it on my fridge yet, so there's that. Yeah, exactly. Well, give it time. Give it time. It'll be there. It's yes. coming. Skyrim Fridge Edition, I can picture it already. Mm-hmm. 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 So yeah, it's just yeah, um I know quite a few other people that are just like, yeah, it's, seriously, why are we getting more Skyrim? Um, Look, if but, Nintendo can yeah. sell, sell you the same goddamn game every few years, well, then that's why, it. Why can't Bethesda? I guess you're right, but the difference with Nintendo is, and I can't believe I'm defending Nintendo, mm. is they'll will sell you the same game, but it'll be a new coat of paint where it'll be new levels or a different. Like Mario Odyssey is a different version of Mario. Each each iteration of the Mario universe is a different Mario game. I, I was thinking more of having to keep rebuying things on Virtual Console, which oh drives... that yeah, well, that there's always that as well. Yes, but uh, you know Mario Kart Deluxe. I was, I was actually more thinking of at least Mario Kart Deluxe did offer some little bit changes new. to the gameplay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Speaking backwards compatibility for OG Xbox. I got that one right. Woo-hoo. Yeah, you did. Good job. No yeah, one picked, that, that's right. We had predictions. I forgot about that. Who was impressed with me? So there we go. That's all I was count. impressed. Um, oh, here's something I was disappointed in. Um, Sony didn't announce a price drop for the PS4 Pro or the PlayStation VR. More specifically, the PlayStation VR than the PS4 Pro, I'm disappointed. Um, but yeah, that, that kind of bugged me. Um, yeah, that's because um, Sony's becoming fat and lazy. Mm-hmm. Resting on their laurels. Yeah, uh, but, but that's but, that's really too surprising. And and I'm going to quote IGN here, but I think oh. they had two. There was two ways Sony were going to go after Microsoft's conference. They were prepared. So if the Xbox One X, which we haven't talked too much about yet, um, came out at say three ninety nine, so a four hundred US dollar price point. Uh, Sony may have gone with the price drop option for the PS4 Pro or the PSVR or whatever they were going to price drop. But because it came out at the $500 price point, the $499, uh, they went, oh, let's go with option B. We'll keep it all at the same price. We don't have to compete with that. So I mean, that's the way that IGN said that. And I was like, that's actually not a bad way of thinking about it. They've watched the, the Microsoft conference going, huh. We're still hundred bucks cheaper. We don't have to drop our price. Yeah. We'll just yeah. stay where we are. And you can't blame them. I mean, you you no. sell you things as cheaply as possible, sell them for as much as possible. That's just business. It and I, I, I don't blame them for that. Um, God knows they they don't have to make any concessions. But and I that, think for the VR market, it, you know, if they want to start moving more VR units, dropping that VR headset price would be a good idea. I don't think they need to do that, though. I think that I think they're selling enough of them, and also they've still got some supply issues, so they don't mm-hmm. want that to become the story. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons why they're they're not trying to price drop it, just make it more in demand. And I think at this point they're still having some issues with that. So yeah. there's no point pushing that particular um, that particular cart right now. Although I imagine they will, especially when they get ready to release the newer version 
but they can't really with the existing hardware because of CPU overhead. So, mm. yep. That that's more PS5, I think, a new version of the of the headset. Yeah, but then again, you're putting it at a higher price dollar, and you're still not getting more it, the VR into people's hands now. When this is a time when I think you need to be embracing VR more. And don't get me wrong, they had the VR stuff on their showcase, which is great because that means, hey, we're still supporting this product. We're still going to bring you stuff in VR, but. Looking at it, I was also thinking, well, if you're not trying to drop the price, how are you enticing more people to get on the VR train? Because um, a lot of people, they won't buy a VR unit until they try it. And unless more people have it for other people to try, how are they going to get yeah. more people interested in VR? You, you this, does that make, make sense? It, it does, but you can make the same argument for 4K. You don't really understand the appeal of... 4K and what the big deal is until you actually see it with your own eyes. Uh, otherwise, it's just a bunch of acronyms. So, you know, it's it's we're in that transitional period where, like, when they when they were introducing color TV and advertising the wonders of color TV on black and white televisions. Yeah, you know, it's just it doesn't translate. Yeah, well, that that was yeah. Speaking of 4K, that was the thing I had the discussion with a couple of people, a couple of friends, where I was like. Well, I'm going to get an Xbox One X for Anthem. And they're like, why would you do that? It's going to be on PlayStation. It's going to be on Xbox or anyways. Yeah, but none of them are going to be at 60 frames a second. And this is a game I want to play on console. Because, mm. um, I mean, I've got friends that will probably get it on PC, but they're not the friends I want to be playing it with. I'd rather be playing it with the friends that I play on console with, and I'm trying to convince them to buy an Xbox One X now to play it. Yeah, um, I- I agree. The the X looks like it's going to be well. It looks like it's a pretty sweet um, piece of kit, and it mm. looks it looks premium. As a as a PS um, Pro owner, um, mm-hmm. it's no regrets. It's a it's a it's a nice console, but it does not feel like a premium piece of kit. Uh, it, no. It feels like they they cut as many corners as they possibly could, which they did. Um, if uh, if you've ever seen, uh, if you haven't seen Ben Hex. Uh, um, breakdown of and comparison with the the base PS4 the the slim well mm-hmm. worth a look because you can you I they're making more money with every pro sold Sony are than uh, Microsoft are with the Xbox my understanding is they're actually making a bit of a loss on each unit sold so the 499 I think was the the point where they were I don't know how much they're losing with each sale or are going to lose but that's obviously the point where they feel like it's a reasonable compromise between what you're outlaying and what they're losing. Yeah. That's a fair assessment. Yeah. I I could agree with that. Um, I don't know about the Xbox One X being premium. I'm still not sure about that price point. It's going to move units, but... From the, and I justified the same thing when I bought the Xbox One S last year is that it's got a 4K Blu-ray player in it. At the time, a 4K Blu-ray player was about 550 bucks, and the Xbox One S was about the same price. Plus, I traded my old Xbox One in, in to get it for cheaper, so on, so on. Um, I can justify the same thing with the One X is $400 for a 4K Blu-ray player because PlayStation 4 Pro still doesn't have a 4K Blu-ray player in it. Um no. I can get the 
basically the console then is if I'm looking at it from the price point of I'm buying a Blu-ray player, I'm getting for an extra $250 a gaming PC quality console. Hmm. You know, $650 yeah. Australian dollars compared to $2,000 for a PC? Yeah, exactly. I, I was thinking about you know? that as well. What would I? I mean, yes, I could. I could put mm. that money towards getting a, a a much better card for my gaming PC. But I also have yeah. the, the of other stuff I'd need to upgrade. And then, quite frankly, I'd probably need to replace it. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it, it's the cheaper option. It is. It's still a cheaper option. Yeah, it's 4K gaming, 60 frames per second. Um, granted, that's going to come down per game depending on the game. But yeah. however, the, however the the devs want to utilize it. I mean, Microsoft have been exactly. quite clear about that. It's, but, You've got these resources available. Use them as you feel best. So yeah. now let, let's be let's generalize here and say ninety percent of the population, and I say ninety percent of the population has a ten eighty p TV. They have a full HD ten eighty TV. So they're going to get a gaming quality, a PC gaming quality console on a ten eighty TV. It'll still look fantastic. Super sampling, uh, brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Uh, super sampling is a fantastic piece of technology. Um, and then you now I've got a 4K TV I haven't got a great 4K TV but I've got a 4K TV I haven't got HDR or any of that stuff in it but you know, I've, got a, I've still got a 4K TV so for me that works great for me because hey I can upscale it to 4K so I can play my Forza 7 not that I would get Forza 7 but I could play Forza 7 in the full 4K 60 frames a second and it would look fantastic on my TV I know quite a few friends of mine have 4K TVs. A few work colleagues have 4K TVs. Um, slowly, more and more people that I know in Australia are getting 4K TVs. Yeah. Not everyone can afford one, and I can appreciate that. But if you're getting a 4K TV, you're going to be wanting to get a 4K Blu-ray player eventually. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to get the console as well while you're at it. I've got a work colleague at the moment. He's he's excited because he's like, oh, it's got a 4K Blu-ray player. I can do this, blah, blah. I said, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Man. It's all good. It's all good. I I read about this stuff religiously. I love this stuff. He is so wrapped that he can get a 4K Blu-ray player and have 4K gaming for his brand-new 70-inch 4K TV that he bought a few months ago. Mm. He is over the freaking moon. He cannot wait to get his hands on one of these. I just um, hope, I hope you bastards are watching lots of Blu-rays. There seems to be lots of rationalizations for Blu-rays. I'm just I'm just trying to he 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 wants it for FIFA twenty eighteen of all games, but you know, he's that's his rationalization. I'm just trying to rationalise the cost layout. Um but like I, I I can talk to people and they can justify it in their heads as to why they would spend the money on one. Well, um, my rationalization is I've had one on pre order since January. Yeah, and I want it. That's my rational yeah. approach. See, that's the I way want. it should be. That's it. But like, I've because I've, I've been doing these other podcasts recently as well, and people say been poo pooing. And I'm like, well, whoa, 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 hang on. You're a PC gamer, yeah? They're not selling to you. They're not selling to you. They're selling to the person who can't afford to spend two thousand dollars on a PC rig. They're selling to the person that wants to buy a console for their living room. They don't want to deal with the PC stuff but they still want the best possible gaming experience. That's who they're selling to. Exactly. And if you could justify the prices using whatever maths in your head to justify $650 for a console, power to you. 
Yeah, it really comes down to people just need to stop crapping on other people's choices. Yes. If, That's if, it. If, if, uh, if a base PS4 is what you want and that, uh, go for it, fine. I've, That's it. More power to you. If, if you, uh, if you um, want the 4K Blu-ray but you don't want to pay a premium for the, um, for the, the uh, 4K uh, or 6K if it's Titanfall 2 in some cases, mm-hmm. we won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> Then yeah, you just get the get the S. Yep. It's it's the really that's the the great thing at the moment is there's a there's pretty much a price point and a spec for everyone. Mm-hmm. You just get I, what I think it's great. You, you you don't want to be walking out of out of uh, out of the menswear store with a forty inch waist and a thirty eight pair of pants. Let's let's face it, you get what fits. That's it. <laughs> nice analogy. All right, you yeah. can't tell junkies. Let's move on. Um, good well, discussion. the PC gaming show on three uh, three wasn't terribly impressive. I'm sorry, although I am looking forward to the new content in Swotor. Swotor is looking like it's going to have a kick ass second half of this year. Okay. Oh, uh, just on PC gaming, Age of Empires coming soon to a Cornflax packet near you. Is it coming to a fridge near me though? I don't know, maybe. Mm, we'll see. But yeah, remaster of Age of Empires and a new expansion as well, or something for it as well. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Back to you, David. Oh no, In I've got st- nothing beyond um, Destiny Two. So I, I'm a one one trick pony. So De- Destiny Two, um, obviously coming out. Is it ninth of September? Whatever it is, I know I'm. It's coming up close enough. Um, one of the more interesting stories about Destiny 2 is it appears there's been, uh, what would you call it? What do you call it when you go back and change the story? God, it's... Retcon. Yeah, that's right, retcon. retcon. Yeah, retcon, of course. Um, with uh, apparently in Destiny 2, the darkness will no longer exist um, and the Exo Stranger has been written out of the, the whole story altogether. So did either of you see that article at all? Um, I did, I but you're misquoting it. Oh, that I would hope so. I no, he's, misquoting he's, it. he's trying to start the conversation. So <laughs> what do you think, Ben? I'm cringing, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, it's actually in reference to an interview with Luke Smith, who is the developer yeah. from The Taken King. Yep. Uh, that was an interview between Luke and Jason Schreier from Kotaku, who is the man that is the best at... Uh, getting these scoops, especially when it comes to Destiny, it seems. He must have some fantastic uh, sources over at Bungie. Um, but Jason uh, basically asked the question, what is the darkness and do you know what it is? And Luke came back and said, and it, I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember the exact wording he used, but he said, back in Destiny 1, we didn't have an idea for what the darkness actually was. So we just took all these groups of enemies and said, yep, they're all together part of the darkness. They are the darkness. Um, Now they have developed the game and the lore and the backstory and everything else, like going from Destiny, Vanilla, uh, Dark Below, House of Wolves, through to Taken King, uh, Rise of Iron, so on, so on. They've now got to the point where they're saying to themselves that, okay, we need to develop this darkness entity now. And they have done that 
for the future of Destiny 2. It won't be in the immediate release of Destiny 2, he said. Um, but he's saying, we know what it is now, but back then we didn't know what it was. We just knew it as this looming threat. Um, now we have an idea of exactly how we want to present it so that we can utilize it in a story. Um, as for the stranger, I think they just have no reason to bring that character back yet. Whether or not they will is another story. Um, but you could make the argument seeing as the stranger is from, or is presumed to be from the future that because she came back to the past and changed the future, for example, uh, she has now no longer required to come back to the past because she's prevented the catastrophe that she was coming back to prevent, if that makes sense. Yeah, I love time travel stuff. Wibbly wobbly time travel stuff, mate. Yep. All right, there you go. Good. I'm glad I misquoted no, that. No, 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 we're not oh, done with you got more? yet. Ooh, no, you no, got no, more. I was going to throw to you, Simon, that you were next. Oh, well, yeah. okay, yeah. good. I have, I have opinions. Good. One of my opinions is if um, if we're interpreting what Luke Smith said correctly, then Luke Smith is a freaking idiot. <laughs> because you can see some stuff pretty wildly sometimes. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, sometimes he's he's um, he's uh, he's got a what do they call it? A hair trigger mouth. He just needs yeah. to just shut the he's, hell up. He's too candid for his own own good sometimes. If, well, I don't know if the as. As any long-term listener of this show knows, I and and actually I think I said earlier in this podcast, I'm still kind of uh, pissed off about what they did with with Destiny and the the shredder they fed the the story through, and then they just picked out a few bits and pieces of the of the shredded storyline, stuck and get together with a, a paste brush on the wall, and said, yep. "Yeah, that, that's your lot." Um, so I've, I wouldn't be at all surprised if there's a whole bunch of stuff that may, does make sense or, or did make sense that they now have found intolerably inconvenient and uh, have decided to try and write out or push to the margins in the hope that someone, uh, the people forget about it. The trouble is um, they were stupid enough to release everything inconveniently through the grimoire cards and there is now, whether... Um, you folks out there know it or not, a pretty keen law community. Now, I'm, oh yes, I am not going to say that I am any way terribly well informed on the law, but I have... I saw you asking Bife a few questions on Twitter. Well, yes, I wanted opinions, and uh, I, I certainly got them in mm. the end. But uh, yeah, uh, the thing is, it's. The, the nature of the darkness is pretty solidly hinted at through the Grimoire cards, and I'm assuming that there's someone at Bungie that must have read them. So yep. they should at least well, someone have... wrote them. So <laughs> someone wrote them, but I don't know if that, that the person that wrote them ended up getting fired. I know they ended up having to hire someone in to be like the curator or lawmaster to, to keep the Grimoire going. But the Grimoire is being dropped for Destiny 2. Mm. That's a real bugger. Actually, uh, part of it, being dropped for Destiny 2 is because it's now in the game. <laughs> well, you no, know, they say it's in the game. I mean, they... Well, they, yeah, that's true, yes. With, um, with, we haven't uh, actually got hands-on with it, so we can't comment, can we? No, but they I, have said they, it, so it'll be in the game now. And Bungie have, um, as far as I'm concerned, as far as being horrible, horrible liars, Bungie are now reached the same level as Gearbox 
uh, in that I don't trust them as far as I could comfortably dribble down the front, dribble off my chin. Oh, quite no, I heard this from Bife because he actually played it at E3. Oh, what, what did he say? He was saying that the stuff's actually like the grimoire type things are in the game and all that sort of stuff now because he was actually one of the guys in the bungee booth at D- E3 yes. helping present it. Oh, right, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I have, I have heard that. And they brought Scannables in with... Um, things like that, yeah. With the Fallen King, so which was a, a pleasant introduction. So if you really want to stick your nose in every available corner, then I'm sure there's an awful lot of bits and pieces you can find out. But then then there's not... I mean, it's a bit like going into the loot... Mm. What I think was the loot cave at the Cosmodrome, and you've got that... Um, that thing about the cryptarch and there's a million dead and not enough for him. Yeah. I can see that's never going to get resolved or explained. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, no, so, it is ex- It is explained. It, it's it's a satire on the fact that people were shooting at the loot cave over and over and over and over again. That's that's all that is. It's just an Easter oh, egg. All- it's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's got nothing to do with lore or anything. Master Rahul that they're talking about, that's the cryptarch. Yeah. Yeah, that's all it is. That's, oh, is that, it's a hundred percent just an Easter egg joke because they went, we oh. fucked up. Here's the Luke, here's our little Luke Cave tribute. That's right. all it See, is. Well, here's me taking things a little bit too seriously. Mm. Uh, the, the video games we're supposed to take them seriously and 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 get yeah. outraged and angry, <laughs> and start threatening them and make death threats to people. I mean, that's what video games are all about. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a little. I'm a little concerned about Destiny 2, and I'm I am wondering whether just to give up on it completely and and uh, get ready to be disappointed by Anthem, so I can at least start yeah. fresh. Yeah, well, that that's the same as me. I I'm so hyped on Anthem at Destiny 2. I really just don't care that much about. I I'll give the beta a crack. I'm hoping the beta will be really fun, but if it's not, uh, I'll be cancelling my pre-order that I haven't pre-ordered yet. Yeah, I I would be also cancelling my um, collector's edition pre-order that I haven't pre-ordered yet. Yeah, I, I will yeah. still I will still buy my pre-order that I haven't pre-ordered yet, but can see your point. Yeah, it's yeah. It, I just I'm 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 keen for Destiny two, but I won't be I won't be excited until after I played the beta. Once I've played the beta and I see what they're doing, yeah, I'll probably be a little bit more intrigued. But until that time. Yeah, I'm not that not that excited. I, th- I well, think the, 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 the real risk for all us three on here is that uh, I'm expecting to get in there and it be totally familiar and you go, well, it's just like another expansion. There's not enough new in here. Mm. That, that's my concern, that it won't be exciting because we're so familiar with it. Well, especially if you've watched any of the the uh, the coverage that's already been yeah, um, yeah. broadcast. I don't know if there's going to be a lot more in there than we've already seen. So it may not be anything terribly new, but anyway, that's, that's enough. We've given enough time to the perpetual disappointment that is destiny. So, so let's go, let's go back to the good old days where games were games. Sega forever. So this has only been announced, what, in the last week or so. Yep. Um, And it's basically free all the old, I'm, um, Sega games now available on I- iOS and Android. I haven't. I only found this today, so I actually haven't investigated yet. I haven't seen what games or whatever. I will put a link to the site in the show notes. But have either of you guys got any thoughts on it? Do you want to go first, Ben? Um, I'll keep mine very short and succinct. Um, 
My thoughts are, I don't know what Sega games besides Sonic there are. Yeah, see, I'm a bit the same. I'm, I'm sorry, but it, I didn't... I mean, I did have a Mega Drive at one point, but all the games I was playing on it were third-party games anyway that I can remember. So there's nothing there that I'm like, what was Sega's games that I wanted? I, I can't think of them. There was a racing game, which escapes me at the moment. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but you're... like, yeah, there's nothing there that's really... And I got a Super... we got a Super Nintendo in my household not long after we had the Mega Drive. So we got a lot of Ninten- Super Nintendo games. We didn't get a lot of Sega games after that point, so, uh, besides third-party games that we were playing. So, Simon, are you, you you're sitting there with your mouth open or you're just being patient, waiting for your turn? Um, I'm... <laughs> I, I think this is one of the instances where Sega have uh, over-promised and under-delivered. They, their marketing started out well, I think. Uh, but the games that they've got out there at the moment, apart from the original Sonic, is is Kid Icarus one of them? And I'm, there's only five oh, yeah. at this point. Um, uh, I think was it is it Altered Beast? Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's a Which, that's a Sega game too. Um, yeah, it's there's five of them, and they don't seem to be anything particularly new than what was previously available. So at this point, it looks a bit like a rebranding exercise. Okay. But I mean that. Putting everything from the what is it the was it the one thousand the 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 precursor to the um, precursor to the master system. Oh, I think so. They're they're talking about going right back and all the way forward to Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, there could be a a lot of games available, but at the moment there's five, and they're not. Terribly impressive. The the version of Sonic is the the one that that uh, that dude did after he found that the the one that was officially released was kind of crap. So he uh, did his own port, and it's uh, it's much better. But again, you have got virtual controls, and although I know a lot of people have um, poo pooed, at least the people who are aware of it, poo pooed over the Neo Geo Pocket Gold, um, and the the debacle that turned into. Even though the emulation in that is off, the fact that you actually have a pretty solid replica of the uh, the old Neo Geo controller with the, the 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 proper joystick and the buttons you can thump away on, I I'm not a fan of mobile games and mobile controls and mobile the the, uh, the virtual joysticks. I'm I. I think it's a, it's a great idea to get the brand back into the public eye, but I'm I'm not convinced even slightly that this is this is going to do well for for people who maybe are used to mobile games and don't understand why physical controllers are better. Then they might make a few bucks off it, but mm. don't know that it's really doing um, Sega's legacy any any enormous favors at this point. But the marketing campaign with the sending out the cassette tape was really clever. I thought. Yeah, there's a lot of people trying with the cassettes to bring them back. I just don't think it's going to do it, though. No, I've, I've, at the moment I seem to have um, the the corner on the uh, DAT market, so <laughs> I might for that to make it back. But cassette tapes, no, I don't think so. No, no I can't see it. All right. 
Um, and last cab off the rank, that gaming challenge thing. So what are we up to? Is it my turn again, isn't it? It is. Is it? Was it you first or was it me first? Or Ben's turn. Oh, no, sorry, you're right. No, it's you, Ben. Yeah, excellent. I'm relieved. Okay, cool. (laughs) You still haven't played that last bloody game anyway. No, that's Uh, right. Yeah, throw them at me. What do you want want me to play? Uh, Dragon Age Origins, since that was one of the uh, games with gold. So that you should be able to report back on that within a month. Yep. It's a small game. Yep. I, I, I can do Dragon Age Origins. I My Xbox is in the living room. I will go turn it on after we're done here and uh, start downloading it. Excellent. Oh, well, that was, that was easy. That's, yeah. that's easy. <laughs> I've got no problem playing that. I've played Dragon Age 2 and Dragon Age 3. I never played Dragon Age 1, so yeah, I'll jump on that one. Oh, okay, David, should we go one step further and um, direct him to play a particular class and background? Oh, see, I have Dra- uh, Dragon Age, was it Inquisition, the last? Mm. Um, yeah, that was the third one. I only played it for all of two or three hours. So, yeah, you, you know the classes, Simon, throw one at him. Okay, play as a mage. Oh, okay, that's easy. Is that the class you'd normally go for? That's what I did in Dragon Age 2 and 3. Oh, crap. Damn it. <laughs> All right, so whatever the warrior class is then, go totally opposite tanking class, whatever that is. A okay. warrior tanking class? All right. And, 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 all right, so the second challenge... Does it have to be got... tanking or does it have to be like a DPS warrior? Oh, it can be a DPS warrior. That's fair enough. That's fair? Okay. Oh. I'll, I'll have a look at the trees. DPS is more fun. All right, the other thing you've got to do is make, make your, uh, your character look as much like you as possible, complete with beardage. And right. change change your Twitter icon to your <laughs> your Dragon Age avatar for the month. Just be aware you, you're setting up lots of stuff that's going to be imposed on you down the track. Oh, yeah. oh I'm looking forward to revenge now. Okay, yep. All right, Correct. no, no, that's done. That's done. That's all right. We can do that. Well, I'll do the best I can with the character credit. I suck at them, but yeah, we'll see how we go. Make them so, look like me. It's pretty limited. Don't worry. Yeah. It's a ten year old, ten year plus old game, isn't it? Yeah. Also, it's Bioware, so it doesn't matter what you do. As soon as you move away from the defaults, you end up with a freakishly ugly monster. <laughs> oh yeah. With 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 hair that looks it's about to pop off. Any particular race, or are we we go with just straight up human. Well, I think you should go with the closest to you. So I'd say dwarf. Dwarf. <laughs> All right. But see, Simon, everyone's a dwarf compared to you. <laughs> Uh, all right, we'll do dwarf. We'll do that. All right, cool. All right, I'll work. I'll work that out. We'll see how we go. See how see it you. comes up. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, I assume you'll be streaming it. Yeah, no. I'll, I'll get onto that sometime this week. I'm just been playing Shadows of War the last couple of uh, Mordor. Uh, well, we're doing the podcast on it tomorrow night. You've, you've still got another half dozen E3 wrap up podcasts to do, don't you? Well, I think so, the way Ray, I'm going. <laughs> I need to cut back. Yeah, that's it. All right. I'm calling it there, guys, unless you've got last-minute things you want to throw in. No. Yeah, I, Battlefront 2. Are we poo-pooing uh, it early? Oh, yeah, I just refuse on principle to even acknowledge its existence. <laughs> uh, unless, unless someone sends me a free copy, then I might look at it. Get you a review copy, shall we? Yeah, to make up for the hundred dollars I wasted the first time round. You got you've got friends at EA, don't you? No, nah, see that's one thing I've never bothered. Is <laughs> yeah, 
cultivating those relationships. We Simon and I used to have a bit of a relationship with the Bioware guys. That was about it. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. were days. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, there's um, there's a new event coming up in that game that we like but never quite get around to playing. Uh, <laughs> damn it! What's it called? I've forgotten. Oh, not not um, the Secret uh, World. Marvel yeah. Heroes. Well, it's more no, no. It's, it's more than an event. Yeah, actually, I was going to talk about that and then forgot that they've now moved over to. It's not a whole new game, but they've changed the whole platform so you, you basically can migrate some of your basic items across but they've changed the game oh so it's like destiny yeah yeah well you probably argue that is that they have slimmed it down significantly I, i'm yet to i'm going to migrate my account i'm going to do that this week but secret world legends it's called i think um oh, sound promising yeah and so i i haven't honestly dug down into it but i'm going to migrate my account given i have a lifetime Spent three hundred bucks lifetime account. I'm going to migrate it across <laughs> on principle. Yeah, well, maybe you should uh, migrate your your lifetime founder account for Marvel Heroes over at the same yeah. time. <laughs> Don't start. I, do I, I hear it's to a fairly moderately not terrible game. Eddie, I've heard it's good, and I still update. I could still play it. I could get off here now and play it now. I keep it updated, but oh. Just... Point, point and click and adventure RPG type games. I just remind me, Necromancer's out now for Diablo 3 as well. Excellent. Yeah, I'll have to give that a crack. Yeah, because you've got so much time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I miss Diablo 3. I miss Diablo just in general. That was a fun series. Yeah, I love Diablo 3. I have to get back and play it. Yeah. It's Knights of the Old Republic. But never mind. Uh, I'll play that on the Xbox One soon. Yes, you can. It's been confirmed. Yes, double confirmed. Beats playing it on your iPad. Oh, that's not going well. (laughs) Well, I'm going to triple confirm we're done. So, okay. um, As all recommendation, uh, (laughs) Glow on Netflix. Uh, I've been looking at that. Yeah, I haven't had time. See, I'm still getting Uh, through Rake. I binge watched the whole thing last night. It's it's actually pretty good. It's funny. I, right. I enjoyed it. Simon, did you ever watch Rake when it was on the ABC? Uh, no, the lead actor annoys me. Oh, really? Okay, he's brilliant in this, but I, I haven't seen him in a lot of other stuff. But okay, for all the old people listening, Rake on Netflix is well and truly worth. It's funny as it's brilliant. Um, and lots of cameos. Each episode has a new actor in it that's usually very well known. Um, well known, David. Sorry. Well known where? Oh, I'm talking like you. Um, oh, who was the guy in the Matrix? Hugo Weaving. I'm talking that sort of level. Um, Tony Collette. Um, right. Oh, so international Australian actors. actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. International Australian actors. Yeah. All right. As always. I think you just named them all, apart from Hugh Jackman. I think you pretty much covered everyone off. Oh, and Mel Gibson? No, Mel hasn't been it. The other one that was um, with Tony Collette and Muriel's Wedding, I'm having a blank on a name. Well, the one with the teeth? No, the the brunette that was also... And the face. Yeah, the one with the teeth. Yeah, the one with the teeth. And and the hair. And the ears. That that one. And the (laughs) legs. Teeth and hair, yeah. All right. That's that's You're too a bastard. Shut up. All right. (laughs) 
As always, if you'd like to offer an opinion, suggestion, or some general abuse, please feel free to email us at contact at oceanicgamer.com. It's been a while since we've had an email. Keep us amused. Um, or visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Oceanic Gamer. You can also follow us on Twitter. My handle is at The Oceanic Gamer. Simon tweets under RPG Beats RL and Ben tweets under The Spawny 13. And live streams on Twitch at twitch.tv, The Spawny 13. Still, yeah? Yep. Yep. Um, yep. All the wonderful 125 episodes of the show are on iTunes, which is actually live, but the last 50 are, I think. And we're also on Stitcher, Google Play and Pocket Cast. Thanks very much for listening and thanks to you two as well as always. And it's been too long. It's felt it too long. Well. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm getting a while. Oh, um, yeah. If you want to see me on um, live on podcasts on Twitch, well, it'll be Monday the 26th when you're live on Twitch. Um yeah, uh, go to the t- my Twitch channel. I'll be hosting it there, or you can go to Wilco's Chill Zone for the Super Hype Train at 9 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, and at 6:30 Australian Eastern Standard Time. I don't think it's been announced yet, but I will be on the a couple of NPCs podcast, and they've got their own Twitch channel as well. Um, but yeah, I'll host both of those on my Twitch channel as well as the We Are Eight Bit channel. So yeah, God. come hang out. Any socks? Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> Any side, pro- any side projects for you, Simon? Um, selling unpacking? a bunch of eBay. <laughs> no, unpacking is something I plan to do next month. Good. Oh. I don't even want to look at those bags. You're still living out of the suitcase then? No, no, they've just been thrown <laughs> in the corner and I'm ignoring them. <laughs> nice. Um, and now that everyone will have well and truly t- tuned out 20 minutes ago, I'm going to pimp my oh, other yeah. podcast, which is The Music Dissectors. If you like in-depth, for me, discussion of a particular album with a guest, then just look for the music dissectors um, on iTunes, etc. You noticed that neither of us have been a guest yet, Simon? I, no, I'm already thinking, don't worry. I'm letting it bed down. I've already got that planned, so start thinking. He doesn't love He doesn't love us. He, he's telling us lies, mate. No, I'm not. I well, just, to be honest, though, the first five have all been musicians, but I'm planning on it not being all musicians. I think David hasn't invited me because he knows that the only album I'm going to try and talk about is the that Irene Cara album that was produced by Giorgio Moroder. Oh, I totally I, do that. Oh, Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> I love Giorgio Moroder and Irene uh, Cara. I'm, I'm going for uh, YMCA by the Village People. Well, you get a few listeners for that. But Simon, you recommended ah, that right. album to me recently that I really liked. What was that? That was a bizarre... Was it a music... Like a... About a month ago, you recommended one. At, Janelle Monet one? Which one, sorry? Janelle Monet. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. I'm trying to think of horrible albums. So, yeah, no, you're on the list, boys. But, yeah, so check that out. Um, but we are going to go now. So have a great week. And remember, you don't stop playing because you grow old. You grow old because you stop playing or you just do shitloads of podcasts like Ben. Good night. Bye. Advita Zen. The ability to speak does not make
Take One Intelligent.